0: Hello and welcome to the Completely Random Foolishness podcast hosted by me, Asia. Thank you for stopping by today. I really appreciate you. If this is your first time here, then you'll quickly learn that this is not your average podcast. And if you have come here for a typical podcast experience, please click away now before you are ultimately disappointed. And if this is not your first time here, thank you for coming back and thank you for your continual support of this show. It means a lot to me. So today I haven't really been doing much of anything, which is a shame because it's such a beautiful day outside and it's so peaceful and quiet, but I haven't been doing anything because sometimes you just, you hit a creative slump and I really just had to push myself and make myself get up and do something today. And so I I say this because I actually am very, very excited to make this episode of this podcast. And I'm exci- I'm excited because it's about something that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time and so that's really what pushed me to just go ahead and make this episode today. Even though I was going to wait until later. So today's episode is all about true true. <laughs> Some of you might be thinking another Trum Trim video? Really, I know it seems like everyone and their mama has done a video on this channel, but that's because everyone and their mama has done a video on this channel. It's just that juicy. It's so good. And so my purpose here today is to provide an in-depth analysis of Trim Trim. Because I just can't seem to understand it myself. And it bothers me that Trum Troom has this effect on me. It shouldn't be this mysterious. It shouldn't be this odd. You know, it's just so weird without an explanation that I just, I have to find a way to explain it to myself. So in an attempt to console myself with the facts I present to you, does Trum Trum make bad life hacks on purpose? All right. So time for today's disclaimer. Every episode has a disclaimer on it because I like to <laughs> disclaim things. This disclaimer is I'm not sure how the audio is going to sound today. I'm going to do my best to fix it if it sounds horrible. But last week, I had some horrible, horrible issues with the sound. And when I went back and I listened to the recording, I said, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it just, it, it sounded kind of robotic on my end and it also was like cutting out seconds and I think that was my software on my computer actually and not my microphone. I'm not really sure. So I ended up adding background music to the episode which I normally don't do because I don't like background music in podcasts but I had to because it was it was making me that bad. So hopefully this week's um, sound will be so much better. Okay so in order to figure the answer, figure out the answer to my question Does Trim Trim Make Bad Life Hacks on Purpose? I wrote out a series of other questions that I would need to answer first about Trim Trim. And it was really easy to come up with the questions because it, they just like naturally fell into place. But it wasn't so easy. To solve them, which means that none of the answers I'm going to give you to the questions are really confirmed. It's solely based on the on my opinion, which is based on the limited research that I could gather from Trim Troom. They haven't really explained much about themselves. When people have asked for interviews from them, they decline. And um, people have actually speculated quite a few things about why this is the case. But we're going to get into that later. So the first thing I did was watch a few trim trim videos for this analysis. And okay, let me tell you, I lost a few brain cells in the process. They were very brave brain cells. Thank you so much for your service. So I realized that some of you may actually not know what Troom Troom is when you're listening to this. Um, I really don't know how you've been living in this age without hearing about Trim Troom, but it, it is entirely possible. So I will do my best to explain it to you now. Troom Troom is a YouTube channel that has over 12 million subscribers. <laughs> and you might be asking yourself, well, it seems as though they're doing a lot better than you are. And that would be true. That is that is very, very true because my YouTube channel does not have nearly the amount of subscribers that Trim Trim has. And actually, a lot of YouTube channels don't have the amount of subscribers and the amount of views that Trim Trim has. And so you might be asking yourself well, if they have that large of a following, their content must be good, right? And if you were to say that, you'd be entirely wrong because their content is not good. And, of course, that's subjective because there may be people that truly enjoy watching Troom Trim's content. But to the majority of viewers, we're just confused. You see, Troom Troom is a part of what I would like to call a society of YouTubers that make content solely to be clicked on and not really... Because it's something you're actually interested in. And so a lot of the time, what they'll do is they'll make clickbait thumbnails with clickbait titles that draw in uh, mostly young viewers. I probably say is their demographic. I have no idea because I did not look it up. So, (laughs) but I would... I would really say that it would be mostly younger viewers. And it seems like they target it to younger viewers because they often do a lot of videos about school, like school life hacks and school DIY, school pranks. And since adults aren't usually in school, (laughs) you would assume that that is what they are gearing their content towards. And I know for a fact that kids today will click on things, and will watch videos because it's colorful, um, because it looks fun, because it's inviting, and not necessarily because it's something that they're truly interested in. Case in point, I have a cousin who's about three or four. Um, He's about to turn four. So sometimes I'll see him watching YouTube videos on a phone, not his phone, <laughs> but just a phone because he doesn't have one. Just had to clear that up just in case anyone was confused. And he like he'll start off watching something like say he wants to see a Spider-Man video. Now we all know about, well I would assume we all know about the whole Spider-Man Elsa gate thing that was going on where YouTube videos that were um, you'll say you would think are for kids really seem like they weren't for kids the more you watch the more you see that it had like adult themes in these videos and that I don't know a lot of like weird creepy people were making them there there were some where like you'd see princesses in bondage and you might see like I don't know it's like some really weird things like you'd see one time I saw like a peppa pig foot doctor and it had like really gross images like cuts and sores and stuff of on Peppa Pig's foot and yeah I don't know it's it's really weird so he starts off watching things that he's interested in but because of the suggested videos in the list he'll end up seeing other things that may not necessarily be about Spider-Man but they are colorful they are inviting and they do have thumbnails with people with the you know surprised face like a really exaggerated surprised face I see that in a lot of um, thumbnails now. And so I I don't even really know how to explain this. So I'm I'm doing I'm doing the very best I can. What they do, Trim Trim is they have like a blue background in their thumbnail and it's like a really bright bold blue and it and it really draws you to click on it. And they're not the only ones doing it. It's a lot of content that's out there these days that you can tell really isn't something that maybe this channel wanted to make, but they're making it because they know if they get the, if they get the views for it, if they can get people to click on it, then they can monetize it and the ads will pull in so much money, so much money just for, for a click. So, and that's kind of the, the main gripe that I have with Trim Troom is just that their stuff really isn't that good yet they're huge and they're popular and they have so much, so much success. So obviously they're doing something, right? They know what it is that they're doing because they wouldn't have been able to make it this long without knowing what they were doing in some sort of way. So I wrote out the blueprint of a current Troom Troom video. And the blueprint, what I mean by that is, what are the things that make a Trim Trim video, like what makes up a Trim Trim video? So first you've got to have your clickbait thumbnail. Uh, I just talked about that, but here's the other thing about the thumbnail. It doesn't actually appear in the video, um, yeah, that's <laughs> and that's a thing that's a for a lot of clickbait videos is that your thumbnail will entice you to click on it, but nowhere in the video does that thumbnail ever actually appear. Some are worse than others, but with Trim Trim, it's pretty bad. It's so very obviously photoshopped that anyone now who clicks on their videos and who has seen a couple of them would know for sure that what they're clicking on is not what they're actually going to get. So the second thing is a character with a very vague name, sort of like the blue eyed girl or cringy fake personas, like the student, the model. Okay, so let me try to explain this. The blue-eyed girl, I was first introduced to her when I was watching Simply Neological. I don't, I'm not sure, maybe it was like a couple years ago. She made a video on Trim Troom. And and she mentioned that it was really weird. I had never really thought about it though because it was the first time that I actually ever seen Trim Troom was in Christine's video. And so she mentioned that the blue-eyed girl is a really weird thing to call a person. Like, do you refer to your friends as the blue-eyed girl? <laughs> so she she made this joke. She said, uh, "Blink, blue-eyed girl, blink twice if you're being held hostage. Because it was that weird. It really seemed as if they were dis- dissociating uh, the blue-eyed girl from the... From the video, I I really don't have... It's so weird that it's so hard to explain. You really have to see it for yourself. But what by cringy fake saunas is they'll have... In a lot of videos I mentioned they have uh, school stuff. School pranks, school hacks, school uh, DIYs. And so, in one that I recently watched, they had a character called Steve Dog. (laughs) Yeah, Steve Dog was a rapper with really colorful... Harrod looked absolutely horrible, and you could tell that he was like basically copying maybe like six nine or a little pump those those kinds of rappers. Okay, <laughs> I, I gotta kind of figure out how to go about this. Um, the personas are so stereotypical that they don't really have any depth to them. It's as if they came of the character solely based on a stereotype and nothing else. And I they do that in the same way that it's the blue-eyed girl. You don't really give them, like, names. You don't really give them an actual identity. You just give them a stereotype. You assign a stereotype to them to act out on film. And so that it adds in, like, an extra aura of mysteriousness to the videos. So... They're doing a really good job with keeping it vague. And the third thing that happens in a trim trim video, I will say, is is the content itself. You either have a life hack or prank that clearly doesn't work, nor does it make your life better. The definition of a life hack is something... Let's just think actually about a hack in general. A hack is something like a cheat code, kind of, where... You could take something and you, you have a problem that you need to be solved. So you have a solution to your problem, a really easy solution to your problem, and that's why they call it a hack. So a life hack is something sort of like you have an issue and you found a way to make it better, such as maybe you found an easy way to clean your toilet. Uh, I know that some people say that Coca-Cola to clean your toilet is a life hack, although I'm not sure a scenario in which you just have an abundance of soda and not toilet bowl cleaner. I assume that you, you know, the Coca-Cola that you buy, you drink it. And if you had enough money to go get a two liter bottle of soda, you had enough money to go get toilet bowl cleaner. I don't know. So things like that aren't really life hacks, but. I would say a life hack is something that actually you know makes your life better and so in Trim Trim's video their life hacks as it is with so many life hack channels today there aren't really life hacks they're more like stupid things you can do to waste your time um stupid thing like they okay they had one video where they had 30 life hacks uh for bananas that are that use bananas and not one of them was anything that really made your life better. Like, some of them were, paint the banana with sparkles, and now you've got a sparkly banana. <laughs> That's not a life hack, you know? And their pranks were just so not pranks. Like, they clearly wouldn't work. Danny Gonzalez did a very, very good video where he tried out some of Trim Trim's pranks, and I think one of them was an edible phone case or something that, um, where you would pretend to chomp your phone case. And so they took like, I can't remember what he um, used in the video because what they were saying, I think that what they were saying to use, like you couldn't find it here in the US. So like, or it had a different name to it or whatever. So <laughs> it was really weird. But Anyway, they basically made like a phone case out of some substance that looked kind of like Play-Doh and then they formed it around the phone case and it was supposed to harden and then you could just like take a chomp out of it but the phone case never actually did harden around his phone and so it just <laughs> it, first of all it it rendered his phone useless for the time that he let it sit there to try and dry and second of all it never it did actually dry so when he picked it up it just kind of squished around in his hands and everyone was more confused and they were concerned um I guess that's we're supposed to make your friends go, what, you're crazy. And in that regard, yeah, because they, they really thought Danny was crazy for thinking that the prank would work, I don't know. All right, so now that we've gotten the blueprint down of a Troom Troom video, here are the questions that I needed to answer. Number one, how did Troom Troom begin? So I looked it up and I went all the way to their channel on the bottom of their channel to when they posted some of their first videos. And it seems to have started in 2015. Now, no one actually knows where Troom Troom is based. But based on some uh, private investigating (laughs) skills that many people have had, they've seen like items with words on it that appear to be Russian. And so people are thinking... That it is in Russia. And also the women that they usually use. Do look like Eastern European women. Um, is that is that Russia? I just said Eastern European. Like I know for a fact that that's what, what it is. But they look European. European. I will say that. So. Uh, one article that I read. Actually said that he speculates. That someone in LA. Is actually. Running the show. And pretending to be russian and it's just part of some really big money making um project where they like act so mysterious just to get people to view it. And I would say that that's a really good game plan actually because it's working. <laughs> okay. Number 2. Oh, what happened? Why do I have two number ones? That's weird. Okay. All right, next question. Uh what was their content like in 2015? So back in the day, Trim Trim's content was actually good, I will say. They had DIY videos that weren't clickbait and uh, I'm going to try to explain this the best way, the best way that I can. DIY is do it yourself in case you didn't know, and a lot of times DIY projects aren't meant to be necessarily a replacement for what you could have bought at the store. It's actually just something that you wanted to do creatively yourself. And so that's what I appreciate about DIY is that it's not pretending to be something else other than what it really is. And it's really just an art project that you can make cool stuff with what you already have. So if you want to make a belt out of duct tape you can no one's really saying that you shouldn't go get a real leather belt from the store because now you can just make a belt with duct tape at home but it's just cool that you can do stuff like that you know you remember those purses that used to be made out of kool-aid um capri sun (laughs) pouches people used to make those all the time in the early 2000s so that right there is a DIY project. It's something that no one really needed, but they just wanted to make because maybe they um maybe they used to buy Capri Suns and they said I can save up these pouches and make something with it, you know? But no one ever said, "Hey, this bag replaces a Gucci bag." I don't know. So <laughs> that's what I like about DIYs, and that's what they used to have. It was creative. And it, they just had, they weren't trying to be, well, okay, they weren't trying to make it seem like this was actually something that was so useful and beneficial to your life. It was actually just something cool to do. And so I appreciated that. I watched a couple of those videos and it, and it wasn't anything like the content that they make now. So next question, did their content change over time? Yes, definitely. It went from just cool DIY stuff to weird pranks that aren't really pranks, ways to sneak food in the class, and hacks that aren't hacks. I'm going to get into why it changed in a little bit. Now, everyone's content does change. One great example, I will say, is Jenna Marbles, who I have been with since the beginning of time. She used to make rant videos, and she was drunk all the time, and she um, she just seemed like a completely different person than she is now and that's and that's great because Jenna is now 32 <laughs> I think she's yeah she's 31 or 32 and she first started making videos on what like 2010 that is so much difference in time she's supposed to change her content is supposed to grow and I think that one reason that a lot of the OG YouTubers fell off is because their content didn't change with the times it didn't grow with the audience and people just outgrew them and um Jenna, like, with Jenna, that didn't happen. She managed to stay relevant. Now, is she necessarily one of the top YouTubers with the most subscribers now? I don't know, and I really don't think so. But I still regard Jenna as my favorite, one of my favorites, because she was willing to grow up with her channel and grow up with her audience. I really like that. Now Jenna's making videos that she wants to make, and... I appreciate that. (laughs) We'll get into that later, too. Why that's a big deal, because some people say that you can't make the content that you want to make because it's not necessarily what viewers want to see. We'll talk about that in just a second. But yeah, uh, Trim Trim, their content has changed over time, but for a completely different reason than um, content changing like Jenna's has. So number three, what are their thumbnails like? I've already explained this briefly, but we'll do it again. A lot of their thumbnails actually include a woman's mouth, like just her mouth, with lipstick on and some photoshopped object. So like I've seen some where I think her teeth were galaxy painted, but it was like, you could tell it wasn't really painted, like it was just photoshopped on her teeth, and then there was a paintbrush with galaxy paint on it, and maybe the title would be something like, 10 Cool Ways... You can I mean 10 cool things you can do with your teeth. I don't know. Something weird, <laughs> something weird like that. But then you would never see her teeth being painted galaxy anywhere in the video. It's purely for clickbait. Um a lot of them in, involve a woman's mouth. Like there was one I think she was eating a cactus or something like that, but the cactus wasn't really a cactus. It was like a cactus on the end of a banana. So weird. <laughs> All right, next question. Did their content follow what was trending on YouTube? I believe so, absolutely. I think that is the key to why Trim Trim's content changed from just creative DIY videos to life hacks and pranks. Then they still have DIY videos now, but they're, like, extremely Photoshopped and it's not the kind of DIY they had in 2015. So... Life hacks and pranks have been extremely popular for a few years now. I don't really know when, but, um, and it's, I'm not going to say that it's a good thing that life hacks and pranks have been extremely popular because prank channels, um, there, there are like a couple of types of prank channels. There are your like boyfriend, girlfriend prank channels, like who, (laughs) Who remembers back in the day, it was like boyfriend versus girlfriend, that prank channel. They end up breaking up, which was really sad. But and there are those types of prank channels. And then there are prank channels like Troom Troom that make that like they'll make a video with like a list of pranks that you can try instead of prank channels where people are pranking each other. Um, both of them seem very fake and they're not usually very funny. You can tell that it's very scripted and not real and the hack videos usually aren't real hacks so um oh and then you have the DIY channels that make DIY stuff that is just absolutely ridiculous and try to act like it's a DIY that is actually like a hack as well like the two things together so you have things like five minute crafts which (laughs) Their crafts really aren't five minutes and not cheap. They're not things that you can just really do at home. They're things that you like, need special skills for. I don't know. Some of their stuff just seems like a a lot extra to me. So I think that Trim Troom Troom does follow what they think will be clicked on and not just – and they didn't just stick to DIY stuff, even though that stuff was popular for them too – they didn't want to just do that because it, for Trim Trim, it really wasn't about the DIY to begin with. They just wanted to be clicked on. They just, they want the views. That's basically what I'm trying to say. They also did an ASMR video, which has been trending for some time now. And so, yeah, they definitely follow trends. It's not even like, that's not even an ASMR channel. So, okay, next question. When did life hacks start trending on YouTube? Now I have no idea. I really looked this up, and I could not find a concrete, definite answer. Um, they've been around, life hacks have been around for quite some time, so I'm not really sure. But I myself recall uh, around 2016 being when I first noticed life hacks doing really well. So I have no idea if it was before or after that. But 2016 was about when I started to see a lot of life hacks um, trending and just being very popular, not necessarily just on YouTube, but just in general, like in life, people were really into life ads. So next question, are YouTube videos made just for clicks now? Okay, so (laughs) this is an interesting question to answer. I think that most channels rely on ad revenue. So in turn, some channels make content that isn't very well thought out or very good simply because they know it'll get views. Um, Danny Gonzalez, I mention him a lot because I watch a lot of his videos. I also watch a lot of uh, Drew Gooden. They're good friends, so <laughs> I watch Ryan Trehan. I think that's his name. I think I really think that's his name. I might have just mixed two people's names together, but he's um, he's dating Haley Pham So like, if you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. But his, name's, his first name is Ryan. Um, I watch a lot of him. I watch a lot of. Curtis Connor, Eddie, oh gosh, is it Burbank, Burbank, (laughs) Burbree, Eddie something, I watch a lot of him too, Uh, so they all make, oh, I like I really don't know how I'm saying these names, I watch him, I watch, oh gosh, there's one guy that I really can't think of his name right now, but uh, whatever, anyway, he talks really fast though. So, I watch a lot of the same type of content on YouTube. So, if you hear me referencing these people, it's because I really enjoy their their channels. Um, so, anyway, Danny Gonzalez did a video, a video on his channel called... He, no, I'm sorry. I, like, really fumbled my words here. Danny Gonzalez did a video on a channel called Collins Key. Now, Collins Key... The video that he was talking about was one where they were making... I don't know, were they making, like, slime or something? out of And they would, like, spin a wheel, and it would determine what they had to make their slime out of. And so they... <laughs> oh, boy, he did one about the Yeet delivery service, which was so freaking cringy that I I laughed. I, oh, man, I laughed so hard at that I watched it, like, several times over and over again because I just could not believe how loud and wild and how nonsense that whole... Section of the video was. It made absolutely no sense at all and you can tell that he made this content just because it'll get kids clicking. He made stuff about fidget spinners and slime and like this is stuff that people, you know, are adults really interested in this stuff? No, no they're not. You may like to watch slime videos and you may like to watch, uh, not watch, you may like to make slime But is it something that you really want to dedicate hours and hours of YouTube watching to? Probably not. So you know these types of videos. Um, But then you have YouTubers who do put out the content that they want to make. And they're not doing it just because they want it to be watched. They're doing it because that's what they want to put out. But of course, of course, you do want viewers to see what you... Like, you you work really hard for video and you want viewers to see it. So you're not going to just make stuff that you know people don't want to watch but at the same time you have to like you have to balance it okay you, there's a thin um fine line that you have to walk between making content that you want to make and making content for your viewers because it's okay to make content that will get clicked on because yes of course it's not a bad thing to get ad revenue off of it it's not a bad thing to want people to see your stuff, but you don't want that to be the soul that you create. Um, okay, let's talk about Joanna Cedia. I think that's her last name. Once again, I'm really bad at pronouncing the last names of YouTubers. So she makes the content that she wants to make and I really appreciate that because I like watching her stuff. It's very obvious that, you know, she, she's not just doing this. Because she wants someone to click on her stuff and to get money off of it. It's very obvious that she just genuinely loves what she does. Next question. What is the balance of content you make reviews and the content you make because you just want to? That's why I said it's a fine line. It it really is. In my opinion, you should always make what feels right for you. The minute you start doing it out of an obligation and not out of a genuine love for, for making videos is when your channel starts to die. Like, obviously... Um, Everyone's channel hits low points at some point in um, their career, but I would say the start of a downfall is when you just don't put out quality stuff anymore, your heart's not in it. Anything that you do, if your heart's not really in it, people can tell. Um, another example is Bunny Graveyard Girl, wooey. <laughs> That right there is a really, really sad example of what happens when you don't put your heart into something and people can truly tell. So she, she, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She did admit this herself when Shane Dawson came over to her house and tried to help her. He made this mini series, um, about Graveyard Girls Channel and just really trying to fix it and show her what is wrong um bunny for a small bit of time was actually after that started making content that she wanted to make, she wanted to put out but then she went right back to her old stuff and her viewership started to decline yet again. guys it is so super important that i'm not just talking about youtube now i'm i'm really talking about everything if you're not putting your heart into it if you're not trying your best it will be known. People will be able to see it. People will be able to tell. And I I really wish that people knew this <laughs> more because YouTube has changed so much to the point where I see so many channels that are really just doing stuff because it's trending and not because it's fun. I really miss the days when YouTube didn't have ads on it because then at that point people weren't just doing it cuz they could get rich off of it. People were just doing it cuz they really wanted to make content. Not I'm not saying that you couldn't make money off of YouTube back then because you probably could. I don't know. I wasn't there. But it's not like it is now where ads and sponsors are like everything to a video. I just I miss that so much. So uh, I think there's one more question left, and that is, what was the rate at which Trum at which Trum Trum gained six subscribers and when? Let me say that again, because I really just like <laughs> I really just mangled that sentence. What was the rate at which Trum Trum gained subscribers and when? So I went to their live subscriber count and I saw that at the time which is, this was yesterday, uh, sometime around like 10 or 11 at night, they had 12,393,409 subscribers. Now, when I checked it about 20 minutes later, it had gone up a slight amount. I don't know what it is now, but uh, so as of yesterday at, let me see, did I, did I screenshot it? Yes, ten fourteen p.m. I screenshotted it. At ten fourteen p.m. yesterday, They had 12,393,409 subscribers. I don't know if there's a way to see a chart of, like, the peaks and valleys of their subscriber count. Like, when it was up, when it was down. probably is a way to see it. If there is, I didn't really look hard enough. I had a lot going on. But my theory of their subscriber count will be explained next in the Troom Troom timeline. So, what I did was I came up with a six-point timeline of how Troom Trum basically came up with, well, how they basically come up with their content, um, and how their channel has progressed since they first started it up until now. And like I said before, this is purely speculation. I have no idea if anyone knows any other information that is different than what I have just stated. Please let me know. (laughs) I would love to know, um, the truth. So here we go. Number one, they started to make DIY videos with no clickbait thumbnails. Number two, they started making life hack videos to fit the trends and they weren't consciously making cringey con- content, although some of it might have been, it just wasn't conscious. Number three, their channel started to become popular amongst DIY and hack video lovers. So people that would just regularly watch DIY videos and pranks and hacks and all that stuff, they would, since they normally watch this kind of content, it didn't matter that Trum Trum's videos were not really good with hacks and DIYs and pranks or whatever. It's because they really liked that stuff, so it didn't matter. So it became popular among them. Number four, people like Simply now Logical would make videos on Trum Trum and the odd qualities about it. And it began to spike their popularity. I remember after watching a Simply No Logical video, I was so dumbfounded by the idea of Troom, Troom that I went immediately to their channel. And in the comment section, there were so many people like, I came here from Christine's video. I came here from Simply No Logical. Blue girl twice if you're being held hostage. And so I said, wow, <laughs> she must have really, like really sent them a lot of people. But that I feel like they were already popular before then. Um. Number five, they began making content with extra bizarre and eccentric qualities because it is what drove viewers like me, people that didn't watch Lifehacks, to watch it now. So so that's what I was just saying about Christine's uh, fans. People that watched Simply no Logical's video then went to Troom Troom to watch Troom Troom because it was so bad. So now... I feel like they started to make content that was bad um, just because they knew it would drive in new viewers. And lastly, number six, now they just make videos purely for the clicks. So that is my analysis of Trim Trim. is the very best that I could do for now. I did this in a very limited amount of time with very limited research. I couldn't very find much. Couldn't find very much. I don't, am I like, <laughs> I must be tired because I'm saying a lot of things that don't quite make sense. So, does Trim True make, <coughs> my bad, <laughs> Trim True make cringy content on purpose? I think at first, no, they did not. But now, I think that they most definitely do. People could go elsewhere to find life hacks. But they come to Trim Trim just to see how stupid it will be. All right. I hope that you <laughs> maybe got a deeper understanding of Trim Trim if you were like me and were ultimately very confused about them. Or maybe you had no idea what Trim Trim was and you still don't care. It's fine too. Anyway, also, I hope you enjoyed this podcast because I enjoyed making this episode. I really am interested. In Trim Trim, because I think that it is a sight to behold. (laughs) Uh, You can come back next Wednesday. We will be having our very first podcast guest. I'm excited for that. Uh, If you are listening to this on Coming Right Up, that network, then you... What was that? Oh my gosh, I really lost my train of thought. If you're listening to this on the Coming Right Up network, then you'll be seeing this every Friday at oh dear <laughs> I don't remember what time but it's, it's central standard time so I, I seem really unprepared that's because I am I, I have so much going on right now that my mind is in a million different places I really got to go start writing script again and I've got to go fix myself something to eat <laughs> there's a lot going on today and also my grandma just texted me like four text messages in a row so uh yeah <laughs> i got a lot going on but thank you so much for being here for this episode that is all for this week's episode thank you and come back again for more you can find me on facebook and instagram at completely random foolishness or on twitter at crf underscore podcast intro and outro music made by eric Burwell, aka the best dad ever and thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity Call a podcast.